We all want to feel like we belong, but sometimes it's challenging to find connection in our living spaces, neighborhoods, communities, and relationships. On Home Where You Belong, we're here to change that. Hear stories of people from different backgrounds and from different places and how they've been able to feel more at home to help give you a renewed sense of connection, belonging, and optimism. Welcome to Home Where You Belong with your host, Chip Alford. A large reason why people are drawn to spaces like this, especially um, after COVID, um, Mm -hmm. and especially with so many people moving, like yourself, moving um, to Chattanooga from other parts of the country. Um, They're drawn to a space that automatically curates interaction with other people, whether you're extrovert or introvert, like a higher chance of finding your crowd here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about common house. And that's, that is like the at rock bottom, what we want people to get from being here is that they find community in some way with other people. A curated third space designed for connection, Common House boasts three locations in Virginia and Tennessee and already has plans to expand to other cities. Members can enjoy everything from restaurants and co-working areas to a pool and fitness center. Josiah Newport is general manager of Common House in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where he has also served as a sommelier. Josiah's previous experience includes work in digital production, photography, health and wellness, vendor relations, coaching, and customer service. He holds a BA degree in history from Bryan College. Josiah, welcome to Home Where You Belong. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Great, great. Um, Before we get into the details about Common House, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, maybe where you were born, where you grew up? Yeah. Give us Um, some background. Yeah, I was born in Knoxville. Okay. Not far from here. Um, moved, I lived in Texas for a while, um, and then we moved to France when I was in high school. Yeah, what was that? That what was that like? Yeah, it was. Um, I was not too happy about it. Uh, I <laughs> left in the middle of high school, but that's um, kind of a change from Texas. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but it was good. Um, definitely opened my eyes to the larger world. Um, and as a teenager, um, pushed me to grow in a lot of areas that I would not have experienced here being in high school. Yeah, I bet. I bet. How long were you over there? Do you remember? I was there for two years before I came back from okay. college here in Tennessee. Um, but my family is still in Europe. Oh, so, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, did you learn to speak French while you were there? I did. Yes. Yeah. Are yeah. you maintaining that? I, I try. Yeah. It comes out every once in a while. <laughs> That's a great thing. That's one of my yeah. few regrets. I wish I'd learned a, a second language, which yeah. I could still do, I guess, but, <laughs> but I haven't. Um, but, uh, well, I know that you, um, you were some sommelier here at, mm-hmm. uh, common house in Chattanooga before you became general manager. Yeah. Did you get interested in wine when you were in France or I did, yeah. Um, we actually lived in a smaller wine-producing region in France, um, Le Savoie, which is like right on the edge of the Alps, ah. going into Italy and Switzerland. I bet that um, was beautiful. <laughs> uh, it was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I learned to ski, and yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, I, I got into wine when I was there, and, um, as a kid, I guess, as a teenager. Um, and the way they treat it in France is wine is a symbol of hospitality that drew my attention and then as I uh, grew older and my palate was more refined um, Mm. I started to um, drink 
you know, push myself to drink more expensive wine. Um, and then I read a lot, um, on wine. Um, a lot do you have, of do you have a there. favorite like red, white Merlot? What's your, what's your uh, favorite? Um, my, my favorites are, there's several. Um, I really like Gamay, which makes, um, Beaujolais. Um, oh, yeah. I really like Chardonnay. Um, I think it's, it's such a cool grape because it takes on so many different, um, Expressions depending on where it's grown, whether it's in Burgundy or California hmm. or Australia, um, and yeah, those are probably my two favorites. But I I will drink anything, and I have <laughs> drank anything. I drink a lot of wine here, from the most expensive to the to the <laughs> yes to the screw top. Actually, yeah. though, a lot of them have screw tops now, even yeah. even pretty good wines, right? Yeah, that's um, it's they're learning how it helps wine. It previously okay. it was only for wines that were young, but now they're learning that it. You can age wine in a screw cup. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, um, so you came back here for college, and I'm assuming you stayed and and worked. Yeah, I, I bounced around between a lot of different jobs here in Chattanooga for a while, um, and then I did some more traveling in Europe um, in 2016, 2017, and then when I came back from that, I started working in Unum Insurance, um, mm. and I was there from 2017 until. 2021 um, okay. and heard about common house. I had a friend who was uh, hired here as the assistant general manager prior to us opening in May of 2021. Um, and I, um, I, I would been wanting to get into the hospitality industry for a while. Okay. The service industry. Um, I was working very part-time at Riverside wine and spirits as well to help with my um, wine education that's here um, in Chattanooga, right? Yeah, it's yeah. over on, on North Shore. Yeah. Um, and opportunity came up to to join the opening team here before, um, I guess that was in like March, before we opened in mm. May, um, just as a club manager. And so I joined the opening team, helped open this club. Um, I became the house, um, I guess, back uh, almost a year ago. And then... Um, took on the assistant general manager role back in May and then the general manager role in July. What interested you about this this concept of a, which we'll talk about, the a third space? So with your home being your first space, work usually considered the second space, and then a lot of people look for connections in a third space, whether that's a church or club or uh, a place like Common House. So what kind of interested you in that concept? Um, I think, I, mean, I guess there's, there's a stigma around uh, private clubs just in general. Um, it's, you know, pretty selective as to who can be involved in, in them. And um, the Common House vision is to make it much more inclusive. And we have done that. And it's a wide range of um, age groups and backgrounds. Um, and But I think the thing that, like, drew me initially was just um, – it is a unique concept and the way it it plays with um the way it, it pulls in co-working and then the restaurant side of things and the private events like there's a lot going on um and a lot of ways to um to pull chattanooga together and introduce different parts of chattanooga different to ways to connect yeah. Yeah. yeah um do you know any i i was you know i full disclosure i am a member of the common house here in chattanooga and um, a big fan, but um, 
I was reading a little bit about the history of how it got started on on the website. There was three guys, I think Derek, Ben, and Josh, that mm-hmm. um, kind of got together. Do you, do you know any of that story about kind of why they? Yeah, I know a little bit together? of it. It, okay. it started around them getting together with some friends and playing um, bridge, and okay. then um, I think the idea to open to open the first common house in Charlottesville was birthed out of those um, times together. Sure. Um, and the first common house is is much smaller than this. It's it's maybe three thousand square feet, maybe bigger okay. than that. It's it's like a three story house, like basically. a house, yeah. yeah. Um, and they just wanted to create a, th- a third space for them and their friends to hang out with, hang, mm. hang out in initially. Um, and they had had some you know background being involved in um, other private clubs maybe i think soho house at one point too so they were familiar with the concept and but they wanted to kind of change up make it more diverse and more um inclusive versus because didn't they feel like some of those ways that americans used to kind of come together like Mm -hmm. i don't know through bowling leagues or stuff like that is maybe not quite as prevalent as it used to be so people are kind of looking for a new way to connect yeah okay yeah um Chattanooga is the last of, I believe there's three common houses right now. You mentioned the one in Charlottesville, the others in Richmond, right? Correct. Richmond, Virginia, and yep. then Chattanooga. Yep. Um, have you had a chance to visit the other locations at all? I have, yes. How, um, how would you describe how they compare? Um, well, let, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what the Chattanooga house looks like, and, and then how does that compare with the other two facilities? Sure. I mean, I think the biggest draw to the house here in Chattanooga is is the space itself. Um, this building is is beautiful, um, both really on the outside is, yeah. and on the inside. And the way they um, restored it, they kept a lot of the original um, design features and um, interior structure. Used to they, used to be a, a YMCA. Used is to that be right? a YMCA, yeah, until okay. the eighties, and then it sat empty for um, until Common House bought it in twenty nineteen, I think. Okay. Um, so it's pretty derelict inside when they bought it, um, but the main structures inside were still sound. I mean, it's it's very well made, mm-hmm. big concrete walls, solid, um, yeah, <laughs> very solid. <laughs> um, and then the way they restored it, and then the the way they they pushed to have it um, a, like a Renaissance Italian feel on the inside, um, I think is um, true to the nature of the building. Um, and that's unique to Chattanooga. Richmond is, um, it's it's the same size, but the space is much more um, compact. Okay. It's not as open layout. It's a newer building. Um, and so the way they designed that is, has a much more um, modern look to it in terms okay. of the furniture and design features inside. Okay. Tell us about some of the amenities or things that people can do here at the Common House in Chattanooga. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest draw um, that brings... Um, people in every day is co-working okay um, the co-working space is a huge draw um and then we have a restaurant on the second floor and then um in the bar in the social hall which is always open and always busy um but then we you know summertime we have the pool which is a huge draw for a lot of people um and then my favorite space the entire house is the third floor terrace right mm. off the co-working um the rooftop yeah, terrace yeah it's so beautiful yeah i've had dinner out there and then Sometimes I've just had happy hours and things out there. It's a great place yeah. to just hang out with friends and meet new people too. Yeah, and the view of I look yeah, out the from view's there great. Is gorgeous. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, yeah. Also, a uh, fitness center. Fitness too, center. Right? Um, I'm trying to think what else we've got. Well, you have, uh, I guess, what used to be the auditorium for the water, the gym, I guess. Right. And you've had, I mean, in addition to events, I guess, like weddings or things, mm-hmm. you've also had, like, arts and entertainment. You know, I went to some kind of Shakespeare um, event there. I know there's been musical events there. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you try to, to use for those kind of purposes as much as you can? Yeah, I mean, the Ruby Hall is, is massive, and we've done, I mean, our main source of private events in that space are weddings, mm-hmm. um, and especially during wedding season. We're kind of coming to the tail end of that right now. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we, we try to do anything we can in that space because it's a really cool space, and um, you know, we try to use it for – uh, to do like member events like concerts art shows um but then you know private events which members um plenty of members have booked private events in that space as well yeah. um yeah actually i just a week or two ago i had the launch party for this podcast yeah, that's right. here in uh, the pennybacker is mm-hmm. that the name of the room yeah. yeah it was great it's a great place for for that kind of event and um i had a great time so I like that it has a mix of places where people can do private events, but then there's public interaction yeah. and then a place where you can get serious and work. And, but there, I, you know, when I come up here to the co-working space, um, you, I mean, you do see people working on their own, but you also see a lot of interaction yeah. between people, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of collaboration up here, which is cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of the, um, uh, descriptor, descriptors on the website describe Common House as a, um, a community of creators. You know, what, what, do you, what do you mean by that, I guess? Yeah, I think um, the nature of having co-working here, you know, pulls in a lot of different people, especially after COVID, that, mm. are, that are working from home. People were eager to get out. Yeah, people were eager to get out, and then it's, you know, a lot more um, professions are encouraging people to work from home so you're you're pulling in a lot of people that have a lot of different jobs it's not you know typically people that work from home are kind of doing one one particular thing but now it's you never know what people are doing and I think that's cool to see people up here that are writing making music uh, doing customer service doing podcast doing (laughs) podcast we're actually sitting in the podcast (laughs) studio at um at, at common house so I remember when I first came here um my neighbors brought me here to show me around and they I was at that time thinking of starting a podcast so that was a draw to me to see that that's something that was offered do you know if the other houses have that or uh, Richmond has I'm pretty sure Richmond has one okay yeah okay earlier you mentioned um common houses focus on inclusion um let's let's talk a little bit about your 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 membership you seem to be very intentional with that focus um which probably one of the reasons you're able to attract people of all ages, backgrounds, races. Um, I'm on the older end of your age spectrum probably, but I've seen people older than me and, and younger people. And, and I think that's part of the appeal really. Yeah. Um, how do you, can you tell us just a little bit about how you make that happen and why you think that's important? I mean, I think it's important because um, not only in terms of, you know, diversity of, of race to have multiple um, different backgrounds in a space, but ages too. Like I think um, I, we don't want to create a space that's an echo chamber for one group of people, right? That's um, a good good thought, yeah. Yeah, and I think pulling in, you know, um, young people and old people and put them in the same space together, encouraging them to do activities together and stuff is, is cool. I Because mean, mentoring it's cool. can go both ways. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have ex- 
experience maybe that could be helpful but then there's younger people that have skills and experiences i don't have that have also been helpful to me and so um it seems like a good mix yeah And, and you i mean a lot of the events obviously are designed to bring different types of people together but um i think you have some kind of dinners where people can kind of volunteer to get together with people maybe a little different or who have some maybe similar interests but different backgrounds yeah is that tell me a little bit about that yeah so we have uh table 1517 and we do it um every two weeks um and people sign up to be on the list and it's usually anywhere between six to eight people um and it's a curated dinner in the dining room um usually um chef daniel picks one of the line cooks to do the do the menu um it's three courses um so one you're getting to see you know one of the line cooks in the kitchen do something really fun something that's off menu right. um and then you we usually we provide wine on the house um to, to have with that and then you're getting to sit with people that maybe you know but maybe you've never met before sure. um so it's expanding your your community and your circle here in, in Common House. Um, good networking opportunity. Good networking, yeah. yeah. And it's always a fun time. Like at the end, people are always, you know, so happy they came. They're always <laughs> having a good time. Kind of sometimes it gets a little rowdy at the end because everyone's <laughs> had some good wine. That's part of the uh, fun. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's yeah. so cool to see. So if I understand correctly, um, Common House members have access to all the three current locations but you also have some connections with other clubs or reciprocal clubs can you tell me a little bit about that and how that works yeah i'm i haven't had a chance to try that out yet but we we are um reciprocal club with uh, i think it's maybe 10 to 15 different clubs around the world yeah like they're Um, not only in the u.s right it's outside the u.s yeah there's one in i think Reykjavik. um i know there's one in la there's one in san francisco and I saw there was one in London because I just London. went and I had forgotten about this yeah. feature or I, I would have used it. Yeah, it's really cool. I, some of some of our staff have gone and done that, and um, they are different clubs than mm-hmm. Common House. Um, and it's cool to see you know, the different iteration of what a private club can Another like. different experience, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Josiah, we talked a little bit about the variety of programming that you have here. Um, can you just give us some examples of the different offerings that you've had? It's it's pretty diverse. Yeah, and we like to keep it diverse because we don't we want everyone to find something that they're interested in. Um, but Abby Sinard is our programming manager, okay. um, and she works very closely with uh, Virginia Nelson, who's over programming for all of. Um, common house for the three okay. locations okay um and their their mission is to um create programming that is um a little bit of something for everyone right so we do we've had a drag brunch is always a big hit um you mentioned we have a ted we had tedx um two weeks ago which i think 200 people came out for that that's awesome um, not just from common house but also from uh, yeah, you draw in other other people right yeah um, but we like to do a lot of music, um, late night DJs on the weekends, which is fun. And, and different kinds of music, yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. Um, we try to steer the weekends towards DJs, you know, bigger uh, bigger bands. And then on Wednesdays, we do um, like kind of folksy, more low key music in the social hall. Um, but yeah, then we have trivia. Um, we try to do a lot of fitness events too, um, yoga. Oh, you had a, uh, I believe you had comedy nights too? Yeah, and we had a comedy night. I think it was like a, about a month ago. Um, uh-huh. And that was well attended. People really like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, 
you were always open to new ideas too. So people that have ideas come and come mm-hmm. and talk to us. We like to make we like to make stuff happen for people. Well, what do you hear from members about either what makes them want to join or what keeps them here? What kind of comments do you typically hear along those lines? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's 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 varied. Um, I think the idea that it is a it is a private club that is fairly affordable. Um, so I think that keeps people here just in general, that they like the, it is inclusive, but it's also, there's an exclusive exclusivity about it as well. Sure. Um, I think people stay for the programming. I think people stay for the pool. Um, <laughs> and then I think, but I think the biggest one is co-working. So many of our members use this space throughout the week to work. That's their home office. Yep. Um, and I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Talk just a minute about the restaurant. You, I mean, it's it's not just a, a typical grill, right? I mean, I mean, you have sandwiches and salads yeah. and things, but you, you have your own chef, is that right? Mm-hmm. And um, you were a sommelier, so mm-hmm. you're obviously trying to offer a good selection of, of wines. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about the dining experience. Yeah, we take great pride in our dining experience. Um, it is the thing that, as a as a staff here, that we spend most of our daily um, worrying over. Um, it is a small part of what we do at Common House. It is not the main feature, but it is the thing that um, requires the most upkeep and attention um, because we want to offer good products. So um, Chef Daniel has put together a really intentional menu uh, for this winter, um, and we'll be putting out one soon for um, the spring in a couple months. Um, and the kitchen kitchen kind of views itself as a teaching kitchen so we, we pull in people that um, might not have all the experience and um, Chef Daniel and the sous chefs really spend a lot of time coaching them and oh, teaching them how to be you know line cooks in the industry we have a lot of young guys in the kitchen that's awesome yeah um, and then on the front of house side of things um, we want to offer you know top-notch service that you'd get at any um, high-end restaurant here in Chattanooga um, and we take great pride in our, our beverage program. Our mm-hmm. current um, beverage manager in House Som, uh, Amanda, has uh, put together a really fun beverage program. Because um, you, you guys have had wine tastings yeah. and, um, you know, other events, you know, like seem like craft cocktail yeah. lessons and things like that. Yeah, like we, you know, I think the beverage beverage program is we want to see it as like a kind of like an amenity for members. So like we want to okay. offer them stuff that uh, maybe they're not going to find elsewhere, whether that's in our cocktail program or in our wine list. Um, we, we try a lot of wine with the idea that we want to pick the best stuff um, for people. And we want, we steer as we do with the, on the food side, but on the, on the beverage side, we steer towards stuff that is um, sustainable and, good for the environment and comes from good farmers and good um, vintners and um, cares about not only the product they're putting on the table but also how it's made um, so our great. list our wine list in particular is gonna you know you're gonna find a lot of really fun wines from the old world France Italy that are very thoughtfully made. your old stomping grounds yeah <laughs> yeah it's good stuff um, but then we're you know trying to add more um, wines from the natural wine movement from you know the US and other parts of the world because um, we really believe in the sustainability of that product. 
so I know you have three locations, the, obviously the house here in Chattanooga, the, the, the one that started it all in Charlottesville and then Richmond. Um, I've heard they may be looking at other locations. Mm-hmm. Will, will there be expansion? Is there anything you can tell us about that yet? There's or not much I can say about that, okay. but there are expansion okay. projects in the work. So okay. in the works. Yeah. Well, and I noticed the cities that you're in now, or I would kind of describe as mid-sized cities. Mm-hmm. Do you know that is that kind of still where they're looking or is it? It is. Okay. Yeah. Mid-sized cities in the South. Okay. Um, that's kind of the current plan at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So Josiah, I usually uh, end every interview with the same question. It's pretty simple. Um, home where you belong. Our podcast is really about helping people feel more at home in their living spaces. And I'm curious, what makes you feel most at home? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's, it's people. Um, I am an extrovert. I love people. Um, that is one of the reasons why I was drawn to work here is to work um, instead of working in an office space where I'm a computer all day. I'm working with people all the time. Like lots of interaction. Lots of interaction. And as general manager, like that is basically what I do. I am I'm around people and I'm managing <laughs> and um, dealing with highs and lows for everyone. Um, and so. If, outside of work like that's what makes me feel at home you know my friends family um and then inside work as i spend a lot of time in this space <laughs> this is uh, your this is this, your home away from is, home right home away from home um i have you know all of my friends that i work with some like staff members uh here that you see um running this space with me um but then also all the members and i think like that is a a large reason why people are drawn to spaces like this, especially um, after COVID, um, mm-hmm. and especially with so many people moving, like yourself, yes. moving um, to Chattanooga from other parts of the country. Um, they're drawn to a space that automatically curates interaction with other people, whether you're extrovert or introvert. Like there's, you're gonna find it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. you're you, a higher chance of finding your crowd here, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's the beautiful thing about common house and that's that is like the at rock bottom what we want people to get from being here is that they find community in some way with other people that's awesome well that's a great mission to have so um it's a great place to to visit um if you haven't checked out common house we'll include a link to their website on in the show notes and on our website home where you belong um thanks josiah for joining us today absolutely this was fun If you're interested in learning more about Common House, you can check out the organization's website at commonhouse.com. There you'll find information about all its amenities, services, as well as how to become a member. Thanks for listening. We want to help you continue experiencing that feeling of being at home wherever you are. So please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website at homewhereyoubelong.com. Want to join in on discussions, ask questions, or share feedback and ideas? Join our Facebook group, visit us on Instagram, or send an email to chip at homewhereyoubelong.com. We'll see you next time. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.